Mbola, my name is Val, I'm from Fiji, and we can in an urban podcast with Abby Dowd and Luke Beans. Okay, hello world. <laughs> hello and welcome back. Welcome back to the Urban Palmcast. Abby, you've cracked open a beer because you couldn't wait. What are you drinking? Well, I'm, I'm drinking Splashing Pumpkin Ale. This is a beer made by Great South Bay Brewery. This did win um, an award at the Great American Beer Festival held in Denver, Colorado. And I bet you're wondering what the back of the bottle says, Luke. I can see the anticipation in your eyes. Nope, I'm not. Splashing Pumpkin Ale, bronze medal winner at the 2013 Great American Beer Festival, begins with roasted pumpkin splashed into our monster mash of the finest malted barley. Handfuls of Cascade hops are stirred into our cauldron with a pinch of cinnamon and clove. This well-balanced, tasty pumpkin brew will enlighten your soul throughout Halloween and the changing autumn seasons. Nice. Although, getting bronze, that sounds a bit lame, doesn't it? It's no gold or silver. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, bronze is the color of Halloween. How's it taste? So I will admit this is not my first sip, but I'm going to taste it again and give you my thoughts. So it does taste like the pumpkin's been roasted, almost burnt. It has a little bit of a like burnt taste, I think. Burnt pumpkin. Jesus. Look, I always like the taste of pumpkin. Is this my favorite pumpkin beer I've ever had? No. To be fair, a good beer should be drunk out of a glass. Okay, I I know this. We've been through this several times. You are be like to Swig it back from the bottle. I will say it's very, every time... Like a some kind of every shipyard time yob. An English person comes into the bar, they always ask for a glass, but I feel like most Americans just go straight out of the bottle. That's because we got respect and decorum, unlike you bloody louts. Respect and decorum from a guy that just said bloody louts. Well, well um, on a five-star scale, I give it a three and a half. Ooh, edgy. Three like it's bronze. Nice. Well. I'll Great be, uh, South Bay Brewery. Get it. But maybe don't make it your first choice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a, a rejection rebound beer. A double rejection rebound beer to go with the bronze. Yeah, like, you know, no one's around. That beer will do. In case you're wondering, to go with this pumpkin, I'm also eating a pumpkin cereal bar. Is pumpkin a big thing over there? Yeah, but not like you. I mean, I don't eat it three times a day like you seem to do. Mm, now, this pumpkin bar, on the other hand. Please don't eat down the podcast. <laughs> in a slight update, um, I, I had a birthday. I'm in New York now. <laughs> yeah, I've lived in New York now. Short story. Um, I took my... Oh, I took so my... much for straight into the election. Uh, we'll just... This, 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 this sums up... slide into it. This, this sums up the level of... Um, of like you know what I've been up to I took my dog for a walk and I had a pooper scooper like in my back pocket say it again pooper scooper oh my god what do you call him I mean a pooper scooper but when you say it it just sounds a little bit more sing-song well anyway I had one in my back pocket right I, I turn a left to go down this like ginnel or you call it an alley a ginnel okay yep and um, it's not there where is it it's not there so I'm like, I'll just retrace my steps. And he went down a straight road. So I walked back. I'm sorry, you lost the pooper scooper is what you're saying? Yeah, so anyway, we'll go back to get it. Guess what's wow. happening, right? Did you, like, set it down while you are playing catch or something? Frisbee? No, like, it fell out. It must have fallen out of my pocket. So I went back to go oh. see where it was. I'm picturing a pooper scooper being longer. 
I guess I'm wrong. No. Uh, Again, so, I'm not the, I am not I am not the know all. No, no, if I get a f- word in, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's been so long. I just wanted to make sure that I got e- equal playing time here. <laughs> so, so I went back to get it. Yeah, I went back along the straight road. I was like, there it is. By the way, it's bright pink. So I went to see it, and in the time it had fallen out of my back pocket, a big van had had rolled over it and crushed it oh, and it was smashed yeah. to pieces, and that sums up my life uh, <laughs> since I've okay well a quick I don't want to delve into that analogy because I think it could be taken in a pretty negative way but it's a real a true uh, trajectory of your life well you want to know what my life sums it up as better be 30 about, seconds that wasn't 30 seconds for you uh okay time me go well I bought t- tickets on a Groupon to take this salsa class with my friend Claire good did you ever watch my snapchat story Luke uh, I might have been busy. Probably picking up pieces to your broken pooper scooper slash exactly. life. Um, well, got there, signed up, got ready for the class. I insisted we go in the front row. Oh, I'm sorry. What happened? The music starts within 30 seconds. This guy's like, oh, this is a level three. We were like, oh, they're like, go next door. Get next door. I'm like, nope, can't even, can't even be in this room. Not even fit to be looking in the window of this room. Then after the just one song, the guy's like, just so you know, this is level one, week five. Slow and steady wins the race, did level one, week two, and everything was fine. Well, I got up to level three, I'd just like to tell you, so. Well, I take, well, I took one class, and I was already advanced enough to be in week two. <laughs> well, we'll see about that when we have a dance-off. But, well, uh, I would love like to have a dance-off. That seems like a good analogy, really, for your life as well. You went in at the top and had to go all the way back to the bottom. So, Is it as good as the pink pooper scooper that got crushed by a moving vehicle within 30 seconds? Maybe not. I don't know. You decide. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's make America great again. I'm running for president. So, um, I guess we'll just, uh, this is a bit of a general chit-chat, but Politico-wise. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> What's happened? There have been two debates. And let's just dive in. Yeah. Uh... So, so, obviously, there's been two debates. Debate one, I think most people, aside from Donald Trump, who claim, and his friends at uh, Fox and Friends, the news, <laughs> the news show... Um, everyone pretty much agreed that uh, he got slaughtered in the first debate. Just absolutely zero preparation. He kind of came across like a petulant child throwing multiple temper tantrums, just interrupting the whole time. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty apparent over here. It was. It wasn't as heated. There was some coverage. Everyone say Donald Trump didn't know what he was doing. He claimed victory naturally, and then we're kind of on to uh, debate two. So he was obviously very unprepared for debate one, right? In the meantime, after that. There was a vice presidential debate, which I think was probably a lot more even, um, since both of them seemed to be relatively competent. And also, everyone was like, boring! You know, no one really liked no one Yeah, there was just was not the coverage. Nobody cares. Then, debate two happened. Different style, town hall. This took place in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so, just so everyone knows, in case you didn't watch or don't care or somehow, I don't know... <laughs> have been in a coma for the past couple weeks. Uh, the first one was just there was the moderator. Bless him. He he did his best, but he he, he was difficult to get a word in. Um, 
but this one was a town hall. So you had like people asking questions. You'd give them the microphone and they'd ask a question or there was like write-ins from like Facebook and from, you know, multiple um, sources. And then the candidates had to answer. And oh my God. Leading up to this debate, there was the bombshell of Donald Trump's tape from 2005. Luke, what, what do you know about that? Well, I mean, let's face it. Uh, this week, Donald Trump video pairs of him, and he's, uh, he's, yeah. Yes, I did just crack open my second splashing pumpkin ale. So he's like, yeah, he gets recorded, uh, in the back of, uh, this big coach, obviously still mic'd up, and he's just, uh, really. It, it was a video, it was a video as well. And it was a video as well, like, afterwards, loosely talking about how he uses his power and, um, his kind of persona to uh, harass women and get away with it. And, uh, you know, said some pretty explicit things, probably unbroadcastable. Uh, oh, probably entirely. Although he did have, like, several interviews with Howard Stern that you'd also probably say the same, but this was for, like, a, a cable television show, so definitely unca- un, um, yeah, so broadcastable. Kind of crazy, because that... Um, Stuff like that, if that came out um, over here, then that would just be the end of someone's career. They'd just be over. It's crazy. It's like you could just do anything. And it's almost like, well, it's, the election's coming up, so it's too late now. Well. Outrage. Yeah. So Still outrage. Well, That's outrage, but still. Well, you know, it's funny. Well, first of all, so this, this happened and it came out. Then all of a sudden, people are outraged. Like, there have been, like, just, there's been a... Just a mass exodus of people in the Republican Party kind of, like, denouncing him, not supporting him anymore. Um, today it came out that Paul Ryan, he's kind of, like, given up on trying to, like, push him forward in the election. Now he's just focused yeah, more on, like, keeping the House um, Republican-dominated. So you're seeing a lot of that. So that was shocking. Mm-hmm. So this comes out, and I'm like, why? I think something people really want to know. Like, why did this take so long? And he claims it was just locker room banter. Oh, God. So that was obviously the first thing that was mentioned in debate number two. And to be honest, his response, yeah, just completely brushed it off. Absolutely. He's got no concept, does he? Either he's just completely unaware of what he's done or said, or he's just, uh, you know, cleverly avoiding it. Uh, I mean, the responsibility. Like, Pass all this stuff off as locker room banter is crazy. But the thing is, though, like, to me, like, locker room banter, like, it's just not funny. Like, it, it doesn't brush it off. Like, there's been yeah. a lot of cases recently in the States in the last, like, five years involving locker rooms and sexual assaults. Like, it was bad enough in the first debate when he was talking about, like, evading taxes and loopholes and shit and saying, like, oh, that's good business. Yeah. But this is like actually sexually assaulting women. So then he tries to say, no, it didn't really happen. Like, it was just like kind of talk, you know, talk or not. I'm like, all right, Bill Cosby, let's relax. I can't wait till all these women start stepping out. I think most terrifying is like the people that are supporting him rather than him. That's weird. That's weird in my well, eye. He did perform much better in the second than he did in the first. Yeah, but I mean... But just because he did better does not mean he did well. All right, so moving forward to debate three. Well, so this one took place in uh, Las Vegas, which you would think would be like Donald Trump's forte, given everything about him. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a boxing match, really, doesn't it? 
it, you know what? I think that's about as accurate a description as you're going to get of what it was. One moderator, so he asked a question, and it was, um, if, you know, if you, at the end of the election, basically, will you accept the results, win or lose? And Donald basically was like, I'm not going to tell you. And he, and then the moderator, maybe you should get a, like, a clip of this, because it's just unbelievable. Yeah, he goes, played and, you know, this is, like, lot. part of the American tradition it's like a staple of our democracy and he said basically no i'm not gonna accept it <laughs> i mean i don't really know what that means because you can't just not accept something what happened well i, I don't but you know i don't well it's just like that it's like a pride of our democracy i'm pretty sure that's an exact quote is that like the trend the peaceful transition of you know like power from person to person and like no matter how hard fought like an election cycle is that it's fine, you know what, at the end of the day, no matter how bitter, like, you're just gonna accept it and move forward. And he was kind of like, this, this moment of him basically saying, I'm not gonna accept the results is really, like, just pretty striking. And, and then, you know, so in, I don't know, Luke, if you followed along in 2000 in the election with, um, Gore and Bush. Yes, um, I did. And obviously there was a big scandal of Florida. Yeah, so the, there was the this recount, big, the recount debacle. Exactly. There's this big, you know, the, the justification kind of, well, Al Gore didn't accept the results in 2000 and like he, he, you know, he challenged it. But the difference I think is it wasn't like leading up the primary differences when Al Gore, <laughs> when this happened with him, it wasn't leading up to it. He said, I'm not going to trust the results unless I win. Yeah. So he was like, he well, challenged there was all it this. Legitimately because he thought there was an error. Where exactly. Donald Trump when there was. He's <laughs> literally just saying, well, I don't care. I don't accept it. <laughs> so that was really the big takeaway from debate three. Ah, debate season. The Freddy vs. Jason of verbal combat by the two people vying for the United States' top job. I think it's safe to say that the trifecta of debates left audiences the world over with a lot to digest. The most striking of all was some leaked footage from 2005. I hit the streets of New York City to see what the people made of this statement. Here's what they had to say. For a man who is running for a position to potentially have nuclear codes at his fingertips, I think it's a little scary and mentally disturbing that you would find it appropriate to go in front of a country with a population of over 300 million people, half of which are the female population, and make a statement like that with no remorse or no apology. I just feel like, you know, it's the whole inherent I'm entitled I you know have access to all of these resources you don't therefore I can say and do whatever I want about whoever I want to whoever I want and with a statement like that as a presidential candidate for the quote unquote most powerful country in America I think it's insane but um, I think Trump having a national platform like this is not really representing himself in any decency as a presidential candidate that we can have our children look for uh, look up to you know as an example of what um, I guess model behavior for the American citizen should be um, although the comment is vulgar and perhaps inappropriate to say in public I think people are still allowed to express themselves in private and have their personal opinions right I think because he's running for public office I think that you should have more like noble thoughts about women just because you're representing the country and people's interests um, and so your values should be more aligned with not 
objectifying women, but I think that as a human being, you're still allowed to have your personal, I don't know, comments, make your personal comments and express yourself. Uh, and in private and with your friends, you should be able to be free to express yourself. I think it's disgusting and terrifying that that is a person who half of America wants to be the leader of the free world. And it makes me deeply sad about the human condition. Like he represents like the worst of the worst. Like he epitomizes this like aggressive masculinity and like represents at least to me like every lewd, disgusting thing that any man has said to me throughout my whole entire life. And he just is perpetuating this behavior. It's uh, <laughs> perfect. Um, he's perpetuating this like a sexually aggressive attitude that um, I think a lot of men have in society and continuing uh, to normalize that behavior and setting a really bad role model for boys and men um, as well. Okay, and here we are um, to play What's That Noise? I'm going to take another wig of my splashing pumpkin pumpkin ale and uh, inhale deeply. Go ahead. Right. It sounds like one of those bells that you hang on a Christmas tree. Well, uh, do you want it again? Alright, one more time. Every time I do this, I'm right and then I change. This is the last time. It's funny because every time I say it, like every time I'm listening, I get really close to the computer as if like that's gonna help somehow. That'll be. What's that noise? Okay, it's last time. I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh, I... okay. I don't care. It's the bell. Okay. Right, Abby. I can now reveal the noise was a broken light bulb. Shocked. <laughs> the lights have gone out for Abby. Pretty much like this broken bulb. My hopes and dreams are not as shattered as your life and that pooper scooper, but they are not far off. We're going to be back soon because this election is now rolling out of control until it finishes. November 8th. See you at the polls.